0: Good morning and welcome to The Aged Age. My name is Paula Dunn and it, The Aged Age is a program that looks at issues and matters affecting older Australians and here with me today is Brodie Gouzet.
1: The original older Australian.
0: I'm there with you Brodie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we actually talk on a much wider level than that. Don't we, we do. We? We, definitely. Sort of, we pick anyone up from sort of 50s onwards. Yeah we do. Yeah, yeah. and it's so that they start thinking about it then.
0: Well, that's the whole idea. yeah, the whole idea. Have you had a good week? I have had a good week. A very busy week. Lots of clients and things happening. Mm. Good to hear.
1: Mm. Mm. um, um, We're about to to bid farewell to my daughter. Oh, so she's heading off, and very. I have a. I don't like babies much. But I gathered that no, no I don't I find them <laughs> She r- is adorable alone. That little But I do grand. have to say uh, It melts my heart Yes And whenever she sees her grandpa She just smiles Yes And I go oh, Please don't do that <laughs> I, just, I won't get over it When you go <laughs> Yeah that's
0: right <laughs> oh, She's gorgeous So
1: she's heading off uh, And my, um, my my son's coming down This, this week so. Oh lovely So we'll have the full gathering Of the, the clan At least for a couple of days Yes mm. It's nice Good. when they visit It is Go anyway, home. what's happening today?
0: Well, today we have on the program um, Paula Creek. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Paula's from the... She's the founder of uh, Functioning Together. So we're going to be looking at loneliness and things like that as we age. That's an
1: important topic. It is.
0: And also we're going to be talking to... Jessica,
1: Jessica Wilson. Wilson.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. And Jessica's going to... She's a National Director... Of good of the Good Things Foundation, which I like the sound of that. So do I. Mm. So interesting to see what she's got to say. Mm.
1: And meanwhile, of course, we have our favourites back. We do
0: have our favourites.
1: And to do that, here we go. Let's give them their very own piece of music because they so deserve it. They
0: do. (laughs) And we say welcome to Peter Nilsson. Welcome, Peter, from the Village Glen, and Kim Jackson from the Village Baxter. Good morning. How are you? Very good to
1: see both
2: of you.
0: Yes, you're both looking well.
1: Both
2: are. Yeah. We well, are you. Yes. What do
0: they give you in those places? You know, Lots of scones. For... <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Lots of it's scones. scones.
2: <laughs> well, I'm feeling good, so I think autumn's here.
0: I oh, know. I love autumn. <laughs> it's oh. not
2: autumn, but this morning it was crisp. No, you're crisp. right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, the mornings are, and the mornings yeah. are nice, the
2: evenings are cool, cool, and the days are beautiful. Yes,
0: I love autumn. And there's favorite. no wind. I would yes.
1: love to think hmm. that you're right, but I've got a feeling it's going to give us a smack in the ear on... March or something horrible. Oh. Just when we've decided it's time to stop wearing shorts, you know. Now, yes. That's
2: a great segue from I'm gonna have a plug for March. Alright. What's happening in March, Kim? On we, the peninsula?
3: In March we have the Retirement Village Open Day.
2: Well done, oh, Kim. Very <laughs> good. Just March, not just for 17.
3: you. Oh no, not just for ah. me. For no. about Oh, there's 10, thirteen
2: 10. or fourteen villages. Yes. Oh, We're having really? our annual village peninsula village open day.
3: It is St Patrick's Day? Mm. Oh my God, Mary knows St
1: Patrick's Day. So this encompasses, encompasses. Give us, give we us call
2: the, the, we call the penny for the, def, the definition we'll of the peninsula for yep. the purpose of this exercise yep. is a line from Cranbourne across to sort of Patterson Lakes yep. and south of. So, okay. if there's a village within that sector, we've asked them all to have their open day on that day, and 13 of them have decided mm. to. Wow. Um, and the concept is to give families the opportunity of comparing apples with apples on the same day. Mm. So all of it's being open, you can choose the region of the peninsula you wish to go and mm. then look at those villages in that region um, and see what they're like. Yeah. And our residents clearly um, in all the villages are putting on their best foot forward to mm. explain mm. what their lives are like in, in their village. And the staff and the salespeople are there to give people a heads up about so the, what's the value proposition? Of what's the date? It's Saturday,
3: seventeenth 17th of, 17th 17th of March,
2: Patrick's mm. Day. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, and who
0: comes up with that idea? Stuart um. and I. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're just geniuses. Yes. And Sorry. so, and how
1: many of them are bought into this? Philosophically? 13 this year. 13.
2: That's our, our best response ever. Mm. I know ten,
1: 10 people are going to be ringing tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not fair. So That's a terrific initiative. That it, is. it is.
2: So, yeah. w- so what we've done collegiately is, um, we've all contributing towards advertising. So we're having radio ads yep. uh, promoting it. We're having press ads promoting it. And we're having on the day uh, in the Herald Sun a feature uh, saying this is a, the Peninsula Open Day. So, mm-hmm. and all the, all of us are sharing the cost of that. So it's um, it's a great way of doing it. Mm. It's yeah. We're, so we're all colleagues. We don't see ourselves as competitors. We're
1: mm-hmm. we going to going to hang on to Pod as the acronym. Do you think? Do you reckon you could own POD?
2: POD, Pernita Open Mm. Day? Mm. Maybe. Mm. This has its roots in the old RVA days where there used to be, in Victoria, an open day for the whole state. Mm. Oh, right. Um, And for whatever reason, that doesn't occur anymore. So Stuart and I, for the last three years, we're missing Mm. that. So we're slowly building up to what we are now, which which is a good day. It is. Mm. We
3: still have our major open day in October. We sort of hang on to that old RVA days of where that's it coincides with s- a yeah. that
2: used to be, be tied to seniors week. Yeah. 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 The reason we chose March or around this time of the year is typically in October, it's wet, isn't it? Is. it? It's mm. wet and you it's can, busy. You can't count on the weather. Mm. Whereas March no, is a good. We time. just talk. Yeah. That's why it's a good segue. Mm. We're talking about mm. autumn. Mm. Autumn yes. in Melbourne, particularly it's on the peninsula, beautiful. is a great mm. season. Mm. Mm. And the web is usually pretty stable, mm. unusually get a horrible, windy, wet day, mm. more likely to get mm. days, um, you know, like it's been this week, it's been mm, yes. a beautiful week. It's been a fabulous yeah. week. Mm. Absolutely
0: gorgeous. Mm.
2: So there's a bit of plug for us. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, no we'll, that's fine. We will plug it more, you, I'm will. sure. We will, yeah. yes. Mm.
1: Yeah. 13th of, uh, 17th of March, got yep. it. Mm. Um, and somebody will give us a list, I'm sure, of all the
2: places so that we can look into that. We yep. We might. Compose an, an ad. A, a yes.
0: library, an A library, to yeah.
2: yeah. Get Tom's dulcet tones on the job. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, God, don't let it go to his head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be here forever. Take again. No, I can't. Make up. He's clearly done some voice training. Oh, of course voice. he has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> yes, he, unfortunately, yes.
0: So we're going to continue on today with um, our list that we were looking at last week. Is that right, guys? Yes. And girls? The yes. journey
1: from independence living to supported residential care. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, what we're going to look at is what government financial support is available to the retirees. It that's
2: swagger-ish? a huge topic, isn't it? Mm. It is
0: a huge topic. Yeah.
2: Clearly, the one that springs to mind straight away is pensions. Pensions. But we, we don't need to talk about pensions. No, no. I don't. think everyone don't. knows what a pension yeah. is. So, what um, would be
0: some some of the unusual things that most people wouldn't know about that's available financially?
3: It's surprising how many people don't know about the energy concessions, oh, rates okay. concessions, mm-hmm. um, even concessions on some things like public transport. They've paid full fees all their life and don't realise that if they qualify for a particular type of um, healthcare card or pension card, yeah. they can get concessions on those. Mm. Um, some places offer dining concessions mm. to pension card holders. Mm. Haircuts. No, no, haircuts. Really? The point yeah. is,
1: I sp- from what you're saying mm. is, it's always worth asking. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Because yeah. we didn't we didn't know about rates and when we did find out about rates we spoke to the council and they gave us a rebate back over something like 3 years oh that's bizarre good. yeah we didn't ask for it we just yeah. you know. mm. but uh, no, they won't not a lot of these places volunteer it do no. they you have mm. to you
3: have to ask
1: mm. which is not a bad yes. thing and, it, and it's not insulting it's a, mm. it's your right as a citizen
3: absolutely mm.
0: And if you're a DVA card holder, you can have, you know, some of the rebates are yeah, more, aren't they? They are. Yeah. And
3: there's certain types of DVA pensions that are in fact, um, income test exempt. So you yeah. can be quite wealthy and still get yes. a um, prisoner of war pension yeah. and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, and again, ask. Yes. Mm. Um,
1: yeah. Although I would tend to suggest that the, anything to do with the military, they probably well and truly aware of because their, their
2: movement is very strong mm. to let them know that the, their people know about it. Um So but I suppose drilling down to what this program is all about, uh, retirement living, home care and residential care, yes. clearly in the home care and residential care space, there are considerable financial support provided by the government. And we've talked about this before, based on, on criteria, mm-hmm. aged care assessments, aren't they Kim? Yeah. yeah cats, as we call them. cats, yeah.
3: yes. And once you move into residential care, the government pays quite a portion of the subsidy towards your care, mm-hmm. depending on how much you earn. So if you're very wealthy, the government will pay almost nothing. Um, if you're not very wealthy at all, the government pays absolutely everything, including accommodation costs. Mm. So there's a sliding scale for mm. lots of support for those that require it and not so much for those that can afford to pay their own.
1: How long could I be with my money before I suddenly have none before I get assessed? In other words, can I give it all to my children and then put my hand up?
3: No. Unfortunately, you can't. There are limits to how much you can gift if you're a pensioner. Um, But even if you're not a pensioner and you start to give your money away so you suddenly qualify for the pension, Mm. everything's data-matched these days, so Mm. nothing gets past Centrelink. Um, And... Do they
1: do they say well you you have to wait five years now
2: because you gave this money to the cat home?
3: No, they'll say you can move, but you've still got to pay the full fees. Okay, and
2: so even you've given the money away, they still count it as part of your assets. Over, is it five thousand a year?
3: I believe so. Yeah. yeah. if you give
2: ten thousand away, well, the first five would be taken off your asset base, but the next five would not. Okay. Mm. So you're allowed to give five thousand. Away a year mm. over what three years?
3: Over three years, I yeah. believe it is. Mm. Yeah, and then they deem that you've still got the rest, and will set because the government set yeah. the fees and charges mm. in aged care, and they will set the fees and charges, assuming you still have access to that money, just mm. to stop yeah. so
1: people. So don't try and rort the system. That's well, the answer. No.
2: But yeah. Kim did mention there about uh, some people who don't have assets, and in in the residential care sector. Um, we as operators have to provide a percentage of beds in our facility for people in that circumstance. I think on the peninsula it's 18.7% of our beds. So at at Tea Tree we've got 234 beds, so about a fifth of them uh, are set aside by us for people in that yeah. circumstance. Uh, we mans- used to call them concessional residents. Mm. Mm. Now, call- now
3: they're supported and assisted residents. Yes.
2: Is that mandated, is it? It
1: is. It's it in our permit. Yeah. And so they, are their properties any different from anyone else's? No. 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 So no. They, don't, they don't have a sort of you know, thing no, stuck a, on the no. door. No, or no, no. There's no substandard. You wouldn't no. know. No.
2: Right. No, Other you wouldn't that. know. You could have someone living in a room and paid a bond of 500000 the next-door neighbour... It's paid nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone pays the daily care fee, which is eighty five percent of the single pension. So in our case at the moment, I think we're seeing about twenty six percent of our residents are in that circumstance and that sort of wavers around a bit yeah. um, from time to time.
0: And does that cause any waves between the residents? You no. know, when no, next door no, neighbour no.
2: finds out they no, no, no,
3: because the services that they get are the same. Mm. Yep. We're sitting at around 50% in our high-care facility really? and wow. about 38 in our...
1: Does the government subsidise yeah. pay the difference or does the people that are in the most... paid the most subsidise the other ones? Does that For works?
3: the people that are full pensioners that have no other assets, yes. the government pays all of their accommodation fees and subsidise... Provides the full government subsidy, so their only cost is the 85% of the single pension. Um, and then those that there's the sliding scale up to the ones where the government pays none of the subsidy, yeah. but they still pay the 85%. And so they only yeah. get to have,
0: you know, people who are subsidised, yeah. what's left after that 85%? Yes. If they're just living on a pension? Yeah. If they're, they're just 15% on a pension. for wow. their toiletries, yeah. uh, toiletries, their medication. medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and
2: because residential care is really full board Mm. they have no need for a lot of money other than maybe for clothes and those sort of things but other than Mm. that everything's found for them within the facility so
3: most doctors bulk bill Mm -hmm. um, Mm. all the services come to them really other than buying a newspaper if they can read and paying for toiletries that are above and beyond the standard toiletries that we have to provide as Mm. services it's just
1: just the annual cruise cost it's Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes. what would be the age that we're looking at there, like average that we've been
3: that's in that situation? Mid to late eighties. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, there certainly are facilities out there that used to be called extra service. Now they're additional fees, and you can pay if you have the capacity for a much higher level of service, and you can have your steak and your salmon and mm. your glass extra, of wine, glass of wine, extra yeah. personal care, um, a premium room. Um, Those sorts of things, if if you can afford such, but there's not that many of them down here. They're more up towards Q and Turak, and where the market is that makes it worth having a facility dedicated Mm. like that.
0: Okay, so what? Let's go on to the next one. How does a person qualify for government
3: support for residential aged care? It is a fabulous 150 odd question form called the application, uh, the Centrelink income. An assets test assessment where it asks every question you can imagine. Um, In four different ways? Yes. Really? (laughs) All checked and double-checked. And the important thing when you're filling out that form is if you live in a retirement village you actually need to be quite careful about how you fill out that form because it can be easy to put the equity that you have in your unit in the wrong formula. So Mm -hmm. for us at the village, we actually provide someone with a letter of equity Mm. that they attach to that form. So Centrelink don't think that Mm. they're getting back a lot more than what they did for their unit or Mm -hmm. having that price wrong. But if for home care, there's a simpler income test because home care doesn't assets test, it only income tests. Mm. But for residential care, they look at all of your assets and all of your income. And would most people have someone to help them do that? You know, like uh... most, but not all. There's a lot of single older people out there that are fiercely independent with their finances and don't mm-hmm. let their children have a bar mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to suddenly, you know, mum's in hospital and she's had a stroke and I have no idea what her password is, oh, and she yeah. doesn't have a power of attorney. So suddenly families are thrown into these very difficult circumstances yes. of having to try and work through, you know, mum's mail to work out what assets she has. And wow.
2: And unfortunately the questions can be quite ambiguous. It, it's not clear. They ask a very specific question but in an ambiguous way. Yes, yeah. So normally there can be more than one answer to the same question. Yes. And mm. the form is designed a bit like following the bouncing ball and they used to sing songs and you yes. follow it. Yes, well, Mitch Miller. Answer I mean. th- yes or no to this question go to question 21 go to question 45 skip all these questions and then you find that one of the questions you've skipped you really had to answer
3: yes (laughs) it is very frustrating Mm. but the really important thing about those forms Mm. is once you've filled it in you can't and posted it you can't unfill it in so if you're sitting on say hundred and seventy thousand dollars worth of assets between what you own in your unit and what you've got in the bank and your your furniture if you prepaid a funeral or gifted and knocked that 170 down to about 150 you'll qualify for government assistance for your accommodation. If you put it in at 170 you won't qualify for assistance and you'll be asked to pay the full board, the full uh, what we used to call a bond we now call a refundable accommodation deposit um, and that can be the difference between having to find $400,000 and having to find a few, you know, a few dollars every day to top up your part of the accommodation payment. So even for people that don't have a lot, and if you look at the very lower end of it, if you have say fifty thousand um, dollars, again, it's worth prepaying a funeral or gifting mm. something to knock yourself under the lowest limit, so you're not paying anything at all for your accommodation, and the government's paying it all. Mm. So even for someone that really thinks they have nothing it's worth spending a couple of hundred dollars and getting some financial advice because it could save you thousands.
0: That's what I mean. They really need to have
3: someone help them Absolutely. fill it out. Is, is there
1: a service that, does, that will hold your hand through that?
3: There is. There, there's quite a few local financial advisors around, right. but the place that I always recommend people go to is the Aged Care Gurus website. And they're a company that does lots of education for financial advisors, mm-hmm. and they actually recommend different financial advisors in different mm-hmm. regions who are aged care specialists.
2: Yeah, that's the last called Rachel Lane. Yes. And she's a colleague of Noel Whitaker. Oh, yeah. Mm. And they're both very smart. Yes. Mm. They've written some really good books. They have.
3: Mm. I did so a you course get,
2: with
1: you, them. and you, yeah. Yeah. you get well, onto the aged care guru, find a, an advisor in, say, Mornington. Yep. And then you go and see them and you pay them a fee and then they'll hmm. work yes. it all out. Okay. And they'll help you fill the form Forward. out, hold yep. your hand through the process oh, and brave. make
3: sure that you don't pay any more than you need to pay. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're sort of, say, approaching 80 Mm. and thinking, you know, oh, I've got emphysema and a few other things and I might be needing aged care maybe in five years' time, it's still worth talking to them if you have quite a lot of money because mm. they can help structure things to ensure that you don't pay any more than you legally need, need to pay. Mm. Okay. Um, and the the earlier you can do that, um, the better, and they also help mm. with asset protection. Um, one of the very difficult and awkward parts of the changing society is there's a lot of second and third marriages yeah. now. yes. And one of the things with these income and assets assessments is it doesn't matter whose name the money's in, Mm. it's deemed a couple. So you can be a millionaire that's owned a pauper, and if the pauper needs to go into care, 50% of your millionaire assets are considered hers. So it can be quite complicated, some of these... um Even
1: if she hasn't got it?
3: Yes, because it doesn't matter whose name it's in. As a couple, what are your assets?
1: Mm. Yes, but what happens if you and I are married and you're the person concerned and I haven't given you anything?
3: the government will say, you're a married couple. You're a couple.
1: What's yeah. yours is mine, mine's yes. yours. Mm. And then, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Mm. So that's
3: why, particularly <laughs> in those circumstances, it's really important to structure your... Mm. Well, what would the
1: cost of that 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 service be, do you think, Estimate, don't,
3: Estimate for something, you know, for a pensioner that's only looking for a few things, I would expect only a couple of hundred dollars. And I know Rachel's just done some freebie right. things mm. over the phone for people that have nothing. If you have very complicated circumstances, yeah. family trusts, mm. multiple marriages, mm. you yeah. know, things everywhere, well I would expect that that kip, would be, you kip, know, a couple, a couple of thousand. thousand. Yeah. But even still, it's, it's going to save it. you yeah, yeah. way yeah. more than that mm. in the future.
0: That was a very valuable piece of information, it was,
1: wasn't absolutely, it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, Age guru. At, the Age guru.
2: And I'm sure Baxter says, well, when people come to us looking to move into the village, um, clearly that's a journey they're on. Mm. And when we say to them, and most people come having not sold anything, so they're just looking, we say to them, this is a great opportunity when you're looking at your future residential options to have a good hard look at your financial health check. Mm. And and if you're going to move, before you sell anything, Go and see someone to advise you, particularly if you've got assets over and above the value of of your family home. Yes, yeah. if you've got significant assets over and above that, a really good time to go and talk to someone about structure, mm. etc. Is what Kim says. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and then legally you can change things to take advantage of what the law What's allows yes. with regards of government mm, subsidies. Yeah. Mm.
3: Excellent. And be aware of too, when you're selling your house, we had a resident that moved into the village, sold a house in Frankston for over seven hundred and fifty thousand, moved into a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar unit and lost their pension. Ouch. Because they suddenly had five hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank. And mm. not only lose the pension, you then lose all those concessions all that go with it. Mm. Um Because they hadn't done that conversation about how is this sale going to affect me? Mm. Is this the you know should I have bought a bigger unit? Gone to a different village? Um, Mm.
2: And and really, there's a little um, statistic that we use at the moment, and that is in this current low interest regime. Low interest meaning Mm. for us as people investing, three percent, two and a half percent. The married pension is thirty four thousand dollars that's equivalent at 3% to having 900000 in the bank. Oh. Yeah, it is too. Wow. So that puts yeah. the whole thing in perspective of yeah. why these things are very important. Yes. The pension, with its benefits, mm-hmm. is worth a lot of money to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, we've <laughs> actually got a few more questions in this uh, sequence. We've got about three or four more to go. So can we... Um, Possibly hit you for one more week.
3: Absolutely. To and finish it off on. next week. Yep. Yes. That'd be that terrific. That'd be great. That's because yep. yep.
1: those, the bits of information we've got today. yeah, uh, They really are gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So Absolutely. I urge everyone to go, if you have any, in search of any financial advice, go to try, start with HK Care Guru on the internet and start working it back from there. It mm-hmm. sounds
2: to me is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And, and look out in the, every Sunday in the hair, in the age, in the money section of the age, Rachel Lane or Noel Whittaker write about this stuff.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. right. Thank yeah. you
0: for that, Peter. Yeah, good. So thanks, Kim, and thanks, okay. Peter, thanks Peter, for coming in today. Mm. And
1: we, we'll see you same time, same back channel next week. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye.
0: And welcome back to the age stage. And we have a guest today uh, in the studio, Paula Creek. Welcome. Paula? Thank well, you very much. Nice of you
1: to come into the studio. Lovely to see you. We get, often do this on telephone calls, so that's terrific. Yes, <laughs> yes
0: it is nice to have a live face in it's the studio. It's handy when you live around the corner too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Paula, so your your company or your business is founder your founder of Functioning Together. Tell us a little bit about
4: that. That's right. So I'm an event planner and I started my business for myself just over five years ago. Mm-hmm. And over those five years... I've uh, organised a variety of different types of events, uh, mainly focusing on the Mornington Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And over the last couple of years, I've started to focus more on community events and trying to get more involved with that side of events, so um, trying to you know, bring members of my community together. Mm-hmm.
0: And what sort of events have you organised for seniors or people? let's say, 55 and over or people living on their own and that sort of thing?
4: Yeah, so one of the events that's been running for 18 years now is the Mornington Community Christmas Lunch, Mm -hmm. which is actually held for anyone who's on their own on Christmas Day. So while it's not just for... People of an older age, Mm -hmm. It's obviously there's a lot of people in that age group that come along. It's the most fantastic day. I took over organising it six years ago Mm -hmm. and every moment has just been so wonderful. I've got a huge band of fantastic volunteers that help out and a lot of community support. So Mm -hmm. um, I've got sponsors like the uh, Mount Martha Community Bank. They fund the lunch, Mm -hmm. and the Mornington Peninsula Shire, they provide the cooked element of the lunch.
1: Where where does it happen?
4: It happens at the Senior Citizens Hall in Mornington on Christmas Day.
1: How many will it hold there?
4: This year we actually were at full capacity with 117, including the volunteers. And we actually have quite a number of the volunteers who are also on their own on Christmas Day. So it serves a dual purpose that they feel that they're helping out but also participating in something and not being on their own on and that day.
0: If, and if people wanted to volunteer for to help you out yep. with that, would they just contact
4: your...? So all the arrangements are made through the Mornington Community Information and Support Centre. Okay and the volunteer positions actually book out quite quickly. So we start planning in September, Mm -hmm. and often by October, all the positions are filled, and we have nearly 40 of them. So uh, that just shows how popular it is. So, Mm. yeah, they can definitely leave their name at the information centre. And they pass on the details to me, and I get in contact with them. And if there's still positions available, then they come down and have a chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if we are fully booked, though, I always take a reserve list, mm-hmm. so because often at the last minute um, someone may not be available. So mm.
1: you're going to be. What happens when you outgrow it? Because it sounds like you're heading in that direction. Uh,
4: uh, yeah, it's it's funny because the last couple of years I have been looking at that, and we've I've just reviewed the whole process with the manager at the information centre and we've decided for now that it's still in the right venue we're, still, we're, we're at full capacity but no one's missing out at the moment so mm. if we have to start turning people away because we're full mm. then I think yes we do need to look at other <coughs> options. But the Senior Citizens Hall is absolutely perfect for this event. It's like it was custom made for Mm. for Christmas Day. Everything about it is just so wonderful and we're so lucky to have access to the venue as well. Yes, yeah. And do you attend yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. (laughs) I'm there from nine o'clock in the morning to about five o'clock at night. So uh, I do all the, all the setting up and I I have a few, a couple of volunteers that come in early as well. But the majority of the volunteering hours are from 11.30. So just before lunch is served and we finish cleaning up roughly Mm. at about three o'clock. But Mm. then obviously there's other bits and pieces that I do. Mm. And I, I actually took on the role of managing the kitchen a couple of years ago, which was quite a scary. (laughs) Quite a scary thing to start off with, Um, but I absolutely love it. It's just absolutely chaotic on the day, Mm. but controlled chaos. Everything runs so smoothly, and it's just so wonderful. And at the end of the day, I always have guests come up to me, sometimes even in tears, just Mm. saying Mm. how important it is that they can come along to this event because otherwise they'd be sitting at home on their own and yeah. they're just so appreciative. And yep. just one comment like that yeah, makes, makes you realise the whole year of planning, you know, yeah. it's all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. But that's yeah. not the only thing you, you work on.
4: No, but that, that's the one that's been, been going for the for longest. The, yeah. And over the last couple of years, I've started looking closer into the, you know, the people that are coming along to these events and thinking, why are we only doing this once a year? Where, mm. for, particularly for people that actually live on their own. Um, so what I did was a year ago, I developed a new idea, which is the Mornington Community High Teas mm-hmm. for people on their own in our region. And the region includes Mornington, Mount Martha, Mount Eliza, And so I've managed to get some funding and sponsors on board and um, some local businesses contributing. And it's actually starting next month, their first one, on the Monday the 5th of March Mm -hmm. in the afternoon. I'm putting on a high tea. Um, It's compulsory that you have to book for it. And same thing, again, it's through the Information Centre. And this one is to try and get people who may be isolated may not have um, necessarily the funds you know to go out to beautiful events and mm. you know to mm. celebrate throughout mm. the year. So while Christmas will remain a very special event, yeah. this one is to actually bring some joy throughout well, will that the take year. take place
1: at the same venue?
4: No, this one's actually we're trialing the first one at the information center itself. They have a lovely little function room there and I'm totally transforming the room. I've got Bay Events on board uh, to help just transform it into something totally different. It'll just mm-hmm. be so amazing. And we've even got some secret entertainment lined up. <laughs> so how, no. how would people find out about that? So same thing again. Everything's through the through information centre. Yeah. So is that the
1: one in, time, in, the in Main, Main Street. Street? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They're, they're located
4: at 320 Main Street and their phone number is 59751644. And they can also email the manager there and her email is... Manager at mcisc dot org I'll we'll
1: do that again at the end. Yep. Um, and so that's around where the the telephone. Oh, sorry, not telephone. The tennis court used to be yes, around there. That yes, that's right, right yeah. next to it. Okay. Yes. So yes. there is always a big sign that they stick out there, and, there's, and there is parking behind it, so you can get absolutely mm. plenty of parking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Okay. Mm. Well, that's that's, that's the, the go to place. Yes. Um, so uh, the, how many are you expecting for this particular? Or are you catering for? The, for? The,
4: yes, for the high the, tea we do have limited numbers Mm. we're catering for 50 and what i want to do after this first event is then reassess Mm. whether what we're providing is sufficient for the community so we're actually asking people who are interested even if they don't necessarily fit the criteria or if they uh, um if they contact us too late and we're already booked out to still put their names down and either they're just too late, and we've you know uh, run out of room, or there might be some cancellations and things. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. uh, but also there might be people that don't necessarily that aren't necessarily fitting the criteria, meaning you know they don't actually live on their own, mm-hmm. but they feel that there's a need that they have events like this introduced in the future. So we mm. want to look at all the requirements of the community starting at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. And and what would you envisage the age group would be? Do you think?
4: I'm guessing it will be the majority of elderly people. When I first started investigating this idea for the high tees, I looked in some into some old census data before the most recent one was released, mm. so back mm-hmm. in, I think it was 2011, and I was quite surprised with the number of people over the age of 65 who live on the peninsula. I think it was about 18,000, and of those, about 16,000 live in unassisted care. So that's 16,000 people totally on their own and Mm. i feel that that's probably going to be the largest Mm. uh, part of our mm, audience and you only
1: want 50
4: of them well that's those (laughs) figures are from the whole peninsula so um i didn't have figures for just our local region but it just gives you a good indication of just how many people but you're
1: not going to embargo anyone from Portsea, are you
4: well, it is at this stage we are sticking. Oh, to, yeah, we oh, are okay. sticking to just the 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 local region oh, okay. because we need to then assess whether or not we need to expand beyond that. Mm. And so we we have to have a starting point. And then after this first one, we'll totally reassess. So that's what I meant before by if they don't meet the actual criteria at yep. this stage, yep. please still put your Let name down. down. Put down the reason why you don't meet the the criteria as yep. such, which may be that you live in a different region but within the peninsula. And then we're going to look at that again and see, do we need to create some other events? Do we need to expand this one, go to a larger location, at larger venue, those sort of things? Yes. Or
1: holds in... Uh not synergistic, ones that all take place in the same day. So you have Yes, yes, a, yes, in different yeah, locations. Yeah, yeah.
4: Absolutely, there's so mm. many possibilities. Mm. So yeah. it could really grow and expand yes. the whole thing.
1: How much yeah. is afternoon tea going to be?
4: Nothing. That's, that's oh, really? That. Yes, and so this is why we're trying to involve people that don't necessarily get an opportunity to attend such a, an elaborate event because mm. it's going to be top quality catering provided by Morris catering who cucumber sandwiches don't think it's cucumber but lots of beautiful sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> perhaps chicken and avocado or oh, something like that <laughs> that's but yeah precious. lots of beautiful canapés and the uh, ribbon sandwiches and scones and all, all the normal mm. beautiful foods um, and it's free it is free, yes. That's, what a wonderful thing. And that's how thing. we're yeah. trying to get everyone included, so yeah. that no one misses out just because they can't afford to go yes. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Well, hmm. thank you for coming
0: in today and telling us about
4: that. I think thank you so much for inviting
0: me. Yeah, no, well,
1: we, we will certainly uh, put our heads together and work out how we can get some announcements made. Yes, between uh, between now and then. And yeah. uh, um, have you got one here? There's one for the Christmas lunch. That doesn't apply anymore, but this one. Oh, there we go. So we'll we'll put that in our book and and get some, see if we can get some yep. traffic for that, Fantastic. but be warned, we do reach rather a long way so <laughs> if we you know, have people in Apollo Bay saying excuse me, <laughs> let's, let's come for tea, that might be a little bit tricky.
0: And we'd love to have you back again at some stage <laughs> I'd love too. to come yeah, back well, thank you yeah. so much yeah, for yeah, So me. thank you for coming in today, it's been great. Thank you.
1: Take care. Let's have a bit of music I think. And Orinoco Flow and uh, now everyone's a little bit surprised because yours truly, I'm sitting here on my own, unfortunately... Uh, Mistress Paula, well, she's had to be taken away. <laughs> that sounds wrong completely. She's actually had something that's very important that she had to go and to attend to. So I'm going to finish off the A day study All on my lonesome, but, well, not exactly. Because I have on the wonderful telephonic device, uh, uh, Jessica Wilson, who is from, or of, uh, in charge of, the Good Things Foundation, which sounds like a great thing to start with. Jessica, welcome to RWP. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, let me uh, declare that I have an interest in the name, Jessica. It is the name of my daughter, so I won't forget you in a hurry. <laughs> no,
5: it's a very good name to have. <laughs> it is a very
1: good name. Now, the, um, the National Director of the Good Things Foundation, thats that, that, it's a very positive thing. Yes, it is. It
5: certainly is. And where I suppose, um, Good Things Foundation is all about supporting people to learn new digital skills and to have an improved life through making sure that they, they have access to the internet and all that the technology can provide.
1: So this is sort of over 50s?
5: Mm. We do have a focus in Australia at the moment. We've been given some funding by, by the Australian government to support over 50s to learn, um, how to use the internet.
1: Well, that's, uh, a- a huge start, I mean, I, 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 as a person who has just uh, managed to get uh, Google Home working in my house, and now I talk to it. It's as if it was my long lost friend. Uh, and That's I'm, very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> well, it may be impressive, but it's not for my my beloved. She's finding that there is a, a new relationship is forming in the family <laughs> because this one doesn't answer back and seems to know all the answers, uh, which is making us all feel a little bit uh, <laughs> a, a little concerned. But the thing that is interesting about it is that it is the very first. Uh, exercise that i've had to do with artificial intelligence and that is going that's coming isn't it
5: it certainly is i mean i think i think we're finding that in just about everywhere the google home is amazing at what it can what it can do and the other the other like technology that's like that but i think that the thing is is that technology is everywhere in our lives today so to be part of the community today you really need to know how to use technology in all its different forms
1: Yes, and uh, uh, in social media too, because let's be brutal about it. It is a young person's platform, uh, but it is now becoming empirical in people staying connected either with family and friends. Uh, uh, It is getting very important for, for seniors too.
5: Absolutely. I mean, I think I think that that's the key thing about social media. There are all sorts of negativities about the social media and what it what it does um, for people, but actually, it's a really good way of staying connected to friends and family. We know that lots of families these days actually are spread all over the country or all over the world, and so being able to see what your grandchildren or your children are are up to um, is really important to make sure that people stay connected. And I know certainly for for my mum and dad who are in their 70s, they've actually managed to be connected with a whole lot of their school friends that they used to go to school with and arranged a 50-year reunion Mm. for their school because of social media because they were able to find people that way. So I think it's got some really, really good benefits. Um, for for everybody at different ages, and I suppose it's just about how you how you use it.
1: Well, it it is. Uh, I, I my l- longest or oldest friend, who I discovered through social media, we I met when I was six in a yeah. ca- in a campsite in the middle of Germany. Wow! And uh, he found me on uh, about three years ago. He found me on Facebook. And, uh, and I'd, I'd forgotten all about him and he was a wonderful man and he still is and, and uh, we, st- and, and it's opened up all sorts of things.
5: But isn't that amazing? It's amazing how you can reconnect with people after so long and, um, and you know, I mean, social media is just the start of it. I know that people have met that way, and then have managed to actually catch up face to face as well, which you know is the added benefit of that. So it's, it is, it is amazing. That's that's a fantastic social media story. It,
1: no, and it's great fun. Uh, however, it can become uh, too controlling in one's life. I, mm-hmm. My my advice would is is that you don't run it all on your mobile device that you sort of try and keep it connected into your computer because otherwise you find people sort of get up in the middle of the night and they want to go to the, you know, go to the bathroom or something and they check their messages or they, you know, they go onto Facebook or whatever it is. And I think
5: I think it's like anything in life, isn't it? It's about trying to find the right balance for yes.
1: you.
5: I mean, some yes. people do have only a mobile device, and so yep. having you know their social yep, media true. on the mobile device is the way that they're going to be connected. But I do think that it is about like like anything; it's about having that balance and and knowing when it's really important to turn it off and to leave it out out of the bedroom even, um, so that you can sleep well as well.
1: Yes, and and I I personally believe that the artificial intelligence that we're seeing develop now with things uh, like Google Home, which is which is a fun side of things, but I can actually see it becoming by the time people of my age get into a village uh, or a uh, or want home help, that um, uh, it is going to be the thing that will connect us to that stuff because you'll say to your device. I call it henry uh, henry i think i might need a doctor mm. well
5: that's right you know, so And there, there is actually already there is actually already technology that um enables people to call for emergency help if they yes. need it yes um and so i think that that kind of development is really beneficial in terms of health and being able to to access that support when people need it
1: i absolutely agree it's the it's the business of learning to live with that science that is yeah. the, is is going to take the time. I mean, it's new yeah. for my generation. It's yeah. new, it, actually. It's new for all generations. It's <laughs> a, it's a new thing, yeah. uh, but I think that uh, our generation is likely to be a, a very, from what my experience has been, a very early adopter, because yeah. it's going to get smarter much much faster than we think it is. And as we learn to use it and live with it, uh, I think it, it can do a, a great deal, a great deal. I mean, just. Yeah. You just do things like saying, "But you want to ring your brother in England or something," and you say, "What's the time in England?" They say, "It's about three <laughs> yeah. hours. i better give it away. Right. It's little because things. I think like you that.
5: sound like somebody that's already adopted technology, and I think the thing is, is that for lots of older people, and this is why we've been funded to to do this program, yeah. is that they're actually quite nervous about technology and and potentially haven't. Um, been accepting of technology in their lives and actually don't even necessarily want to engage with technology. So I suppose that's why we've um, been engaged to build a network of organisations across The country um, to to find spaces where people can go to learn, even just those basic skills of, you know how to how to develop an email address and why would you need that anyway, and how to use a tablet or a keyboard or a mouse because we know that you know there are actually three million people in Australia that are not at all connected um, to the to the internet and the majority of those are actually people that are over fifty. So I think that it's really important that we're, we're able to to support those people that haven't accessed this kind of technology before to do so because otherwise they might get left behind and that's the, least, the last thing that we want.
1: And to teach them how to use it correctly too. I mean, things like, yeah. oh, yes, I, I'm, I'm really super savvy with all my, my computer stuff. I've got everything on there. I've got my will. I've got absolutely everything. And they say, well, What's your password? What password? I've forgotten. I don't know exactly. You know,
5: and, exactly. Or, or, passwords, I think, uh, are a difficult thing for just about everybody. To well, you know that's that's why things
1: like you know bio, you know, fingerprint reading and all that sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. you know it's all part of it. But one of mm-hmm. and one of my great uh, desires has always been to get seniors to sit down in front of their computer with a a decent microphone and record your family history because once you've gone, it's gone. And I miss my father's – I know he had a great story to tell and I I haven't heard it enough. And and it's there. It's available. And if you can just sit down in, and even if you just rabbit away for an hour and say, well, this was my grandpa and this was my mum and And –
5: Actually, actually, family history is one of the, the motivation points for a lot of older people to yeah. actually want to go on the internet yeah. because you can out. find out all sorts yeah. of information as well as record your own story, but find out the information that you might not know from your family history so easily um, these days. And actually, there's information on our website that helps people to be able to do that, well, so I think it's about finding the right thing that motivates someone to want to find out information or want to go online, and that will be different for everyone. But we know that family history is one of those, and so we connecting with family and friends. How so,
1: do they find you?
5: So the, the best way for people to have a look at um, the program that we're running, which is called Be Connected, yep. um, is to go to the Be Connected website. And the Be Connected website is... Um, beconnected.esafety.gov.au
1: What was um, the second one? Dot .e what?
5: Dot, dot .esafety.
1: Oh, um, right, yep, yep, eSafety,
5: yep. yep, e- yep. So right. this website um, is another part of the program and it has a whole lot of online learning that seniors can do. Um, and it also has a section where you can find local help. So... Our role is to make sure that there is a place for people to go. If family and friends are too busy or if people are a bit worried about asking um, for help, we have a whole lot of services across the country that are able to um, provide people with that support.
1: Terrific. And so you
5: can find that information on our, on, our, on our website.
1: Terrific. That's terrific, Jessica. Thank you so much. We've actually just got another 20 seconds. So uh, I, I have to bid you farewell. And uh, look forward to hearing you again about some more developments in the future. No
5: problem. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very Good much.
1: Time. Bye. Well, there we go. It's the end of another show. And uh, Paula, if she was here, she'd be saying ta to all of you. Uh, but it's just me. It's been a great show. I think we've learned an awful lot today. Don't forget uh, to uh, look at that. Oh, I haven't got it. Oh, here we go. Don't forget the uh, the age care guru. Very important if you want to go and get some, in, in some finance. Take care. This is the A stage on RPFM. We look forward to seeing you next week.